Today's devotional comes to us from Matthew chapter 20, which says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About the third hour he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. You also go into my vineyard, he said, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour and did the same thing. About the eleventh hour he went out and found still others standing around. Why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing, he asked. Because no one has hired us, they answered. So he told them, you also go into my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Call the workers and pay them their wages, starting with the last ones hired and moving on to the first. The workers who were hired about the eleventh hour came, and each received a denarius. So when the original workers came, they assumed they would receive more, but each of them also received a denarius. On receiving their pay, they began to grumble against the landowner. These men who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden and the scorching heat of the day. But he answered one of them, Friend, I am not being unfair to you. Did you not agree with me on one denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give this last man the same as I gave you. Do I not have the right to do as I please with what is mine? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. As Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside and said, Look, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and scribes. They will condemn him to death, and will deliver him over for the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified, and on the third day... He will be raised to life. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons and knelt down to make a request of him. What do you want? He inquired. She answered, Declare that in your kingdom, one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right hand and the other at your left. You do not know what you are asking, Jesus replied. Can you drink the cup I am going to drink? We can, the brothers answered. You will indeed drink my cup, Jesus said. But to sit at my right or left is not mine to grant. These seats belong to those for whom my Father has prepared them. When the twelve heard about this, they were indignant with the two brothers. But Jesus called them aside and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their superiors exercise authority over them. It shall not be this way among you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. As they were leaving Jericho, a large crowd followed him, and there were two blind men sitting beside the road. When they heard that Jesus was passing by, they cried out, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. The crowd admonished them to be silent, but they cried all the louder, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus stopped and called them. What do you want me to do for you? He asked. Lord, they answered, let our eyes be opened. 
moved with compassion, Jesus touched their eyes, and at once they received their sight and followed him. And this is God's word. Today there are billions of people living on earth. Those of us who live in developed countries have millions of signals clamoring for our attention. Phone calls, text messages, emails, social media, billboards, websites, TV shows, radio shows, books, magazines, newspaper, and of course, other people in real life around us all insist that we stop whatever we're doing and pay attention to them. Getting attention is important. You won't experience love without getting somebody's attention. But you also won't find a job, or get promoted, or generate new leads for your business, or find new friends without getting others to pay attention to you. And once you have someone's attention, the message you convey is, choose me, I'm great, I'm more helpful, or I'm better in some way than the person you have now. This kind of self-selling is essential to moving up in the world. It's essential to becoming married instead of being single. It's essential to growing in your career and being promoted. We might be tempted to think that it is necessary to sell ourselves to God, though, as well. After all, there are billions of people in the world, and many of them are trying to get God's attention. Once we've trusted Christ, we still may be tempted to promote ourselves within his church, either to gain notoriety for ourselves or to try to earn God's favor. James and John, they're called the sons of Zebedee in verse 20, but see Mark 10:35 to understand that this is James and John. Anyway, these two men tried this. They even enlisted the help of their mother to get Jesus' attention. And they came with a big ask. Grant that one of these two sons of mine, she said, may sit at your right and the other at your left hand in your kingdom. Wow. What a thing to ask Jesus for. Make us your vice regents, Jesus. That's, that's all we want. That's all we're asking for. Talk about self-promotion. Jesus responded by alluding to the cost of following him. Namely, to drink the cup I'm going to drink in verse 22. Without knowing at all what he meant, James and John affirmed their ability to do the job in verse 23. Of course, drinking the cup meant drinking the cup of God's wrath. In other words, it meant going to the cross to die for our sins. Now, Jesus knew that they would indeed suffer just as he suffered. But he declined to appoint them to the positions that they wanted, according to verse 23. Their request, however, miffed the other disciples and created a teaching moment for Jesus. He agreed that the way of this world is a way of self-promotion and heavy-handed authority in verse 25. But he taught that this approach was inappropriate and backward in his kingdom, according to verse 26. Instead of promoting ourselves, Jesus commanded us to humble ourselves. He told us that the way to advance in his kingdom was to take on the role of a slave in verse 27. When we act this way, we mirror the servant heart of Christ himself, who acted as a slave and sacrificed his life to save us, as we read in verse 28. 
we are disciples of Jesus, but we have different gifts, different callings, different opportunities, and different responsibilities. Living like a servant, then, means different things for each one of us. But Christ's command to live this way should be the motivation behind the things that we do, and it should be the goal for whatever we do. So think about your life, your family, our church, your workplace, and everything else. What does it look like to be a servant for the Lord Jesus Christ in your life? I hope you'll think about what it means to be a servant and how you're doing serving the Lord Jesus Christ in whatever role he's called you to. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time.